When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport. Kia, the Kia Sorento, drive car of the year. Oh, it's great to be alive tonight, isn't it? Fantastic. Good for you to join us on Sports Day. Badge and Sats here with you, Woogie. Um, you've had, you know, you've had your joy throughout the Origin series and finally we got to smile. And uh, I think everyone in one way at the end of last night's game was, was kind of happy. Welcome, Sats. Um, you know, New South Wales took the trophy. Queensland made a game of it finally. I thought it was an outstanding match. Take your allegiances off, your hats off, and just look at the game in general. And it was, a, it was an old-fashioned drag him out origin match where it went Mm. right down to the final few seconds and um, the Latrell Mitchell kick with what was about 90 seconds to go just you know it was was exactly what origin has been built on many many years and yeah I mean this New South Wales side has been absolutely outstanding there's going to be questions asked about if Luai and Cleary play would have been a different situation but you've got to take advantage of any situation that is presented in front of you and I thought uh, in such short notice um, yeah it wasn't wasn't full the stadium at Seabus, but it, we were there. Badge, we were fortunate enough to be there calling the game, and uh, the it atmosphere did. was amazing. They were stuck outside, you know, Sats. Because we, we're time, about fifteen yeah. minutes to go. We're going, gee, this is. Uh, they're going to be lucky to hit twenty thousand here. Twenty seven thousand capacity. Twenty six thousand. They said was the was the final count. I I, I think that might have been inflated a, bit of sauce a little on that. bit. Yeah, a little bit of sauce. Yeah, it still, it was better than we thought it was going to be. They did come in late, and I'm I'm hoping what happened. I'm, I'm led to believe what happened is they did. Um, drop back the ticket price late because for a while there, once they got rid of the cheapy ones, they were very expensive, mm. weren't they? Um, and and given that it was already a decided series and late notice and, you know, I, I thought that all conspired against there being a crowd. In the end, I've got to say, Blues fans, they outnumbered the Queenslanders and they were yeah, more they vocal as well. Yeah. It was very surprising when Queensland came out to warm up, there were boos. And Jonathan Thurston <laughs> followed him out and got even bigger boos. <laughs> I was just shocked. And then out came the Blues for their warm-up. And it was cheers all around. Blatch, uh, Blatchy's Blues were out in force. Woogie. It was great. It was great. I was there yelling and screaming. Um, 2.8 million viewers last night, which is down on Origin 2, but up on previous dead rubbers. Yep. There you go. And two hundred over 200,000 people streamed it. So and, you've got to add that to it as and well. And yeah, I think they'd be happy too because most people would have hung around at the end. You had to, didn't you? It was just yeah. – it went down to the wire. It wasn't like game one – games one in particular, that smashing, and game two that it was kind of over with 20 to go. Uh, different last night. Very proud of what the Maroons did to uh, to hit back. Um, and we're going to talk to Kevy Walters soon. In fact, former Origin coach uh, – uh, more so about the Broncos uh, because uh, we head back into Clubland now, don't we? It's round 18. Eight, eight rounds to go. And uh, and all the players or the teams have headed north to Queensland now. There's uh, been a late change of uh, venue for one of the clubs. Um, what else? Uh, Gary Honey is going to join us, former Olympic long jumper. 
he was an amazing athlete Wasn't in he? the 80s. Yeah, three Olympics, Moscow and and then LA, of course, which was his his moment in the in the sun against Beaten one of the, the greatest of all time in Carl Lewis. Oh, and, then, dodgy um, Carl. and then 88, he was the captain of the Olympic team in, in Seoul. What about his small shorts? Like, how do you go landing in the sand pit with all that sand going up your coit? What mm. happens? How do you get that out? What's I don't coit? know. Like, your backside, your bum. Mm. Right. Is that why Have Russell? Have you never heard of that Russell Coit? That's is, that your... it's, is that what it's? Oh, okay. What do you want me to call it? I don't know. Your ring. The Kyler yeah. Pass. The what? The what Kyler I want you to pass. do is put your finger on this. What? Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah. Sports Day Sports Update. He's What's flustered. He's flustered, Woogie. Sports Day. This is our update. Hey, um. Hey, can I just quickly say, Tommy Trebojevic, we know how much of a class that family is. Uh, Jake and, and Tom and, and young Ben, they must come from a really good family and been raised beautifully because he's. His Wally Lewis medal speech was just full of humility and respect for the game, respect for everything that's that's been offered to him. He thanked the Queensland government for allowing Origin to go ahead. He thanked the fans, the sponsors. He thanked the ball boys. It was it was an amazing speech. Just a, yeah. yeah, tremendous young man. It was uh, it was great. What what was the difference? That's for for yeah, you know, the Blues didn't and Tommy Trevojevic in the first half in particular. Just he kept trying, but he couldn't really have a big impact. So, so what was the difference? Why did Queensland manage to put in this better performance? Oh, well, I think no doubt that even though Benny Hunt was by far and away the best player on the field, How good was he? and he he got our our Metricon Player of the Year and um, Player of the Match, I should say. But in saying that, um, Callum Ponga was the X factor. He just added something different. And when yeah, well, they had to worry about well, the Queensland did. attack a bit and more, what, didn't they? What he started doing, which we don't see a lot of. Odd of Kalen is he started to replicate a little bit James Tedesco's game and Tommy Trebojevic when he plays fullback. He just he and we spoke about it before the game, Badge. We don't want to see him out on the edges all the time trying to be a ball player. Get in the middle of the field and and use use your use your speed and your evasive skills around those tired forwards. Yep. And, and he did that. So what was the difference for New South Wales? I think without a doubt the the, the halves combination was disjointed. Now, I'm not saying they didn't have good games. I thought Jack Whiten was okay. I thought Mitchell Moses held his own defensively, especially. And we were sitting next to Brad Fittler and Craig Fitzgibbon and, and uh, Brandy Alexander during the call. And I kept looking at Freddie every time they, they challenged Mitchell Moses defensively. And he came up every occasion. He made the right decision. Oh, he's very good in defense. Yeah, but, but they were disjointed in the halves because of, because of the new halves combination. Would have that been different if... Cleary and Luai played. Who knows? Don't really know. Freddie was asked about it uh, after the game. I thought, well, Mitchell Moses had the kick for the try. And I, thought, I just thought that uh, Jack Wyden scored a try. So I'm not sure where your argument is. No, I was just, I was just wondering what you thought about it. What no, I thought they were great. I was really happy with Mitchell Moses. I thought his defence was fantastic. They threw a lot at him. At the end of the day, I don't know how much ball or what the line was, but... Uh, a lot of it was in defence and a lot, a lot of it was under fatigue. And a lot of Mitchell's defence was outstanding and Jack Whiten. So uh, there's always two sides to a game. It was outstanding, Mitchell's defence. He was getting off the line really quick and the, the referee, Bernard Sutton, was giving a lot of six, six to goes, uh, restarts. Yep. Queensland, the same we're doing with Daly Cherry Evans, just getting off the line really early. And the, the answer around the halves combination and why Tommy wasn't so involved like we've seen before is because... Luai and Cleary, I think they read the room really well, which is I'm just going to give early ball to Tommy and let him do what he does. Or Tedesco links with with um, with uh, Trebojevic. And on the left-hand side, you had Jerome Luai just give Luttrell early ball and let him do what he has to, where mm. 
Jack Whiten's more of a runner than a passer, and hence why I suppose both Luttrell and, and Tommy Trebojevic were, were played out of the game. We've got a text here, an earlier one from Dave from Gray's Point. Uh, easy to be wise in hindsight, but he we should have gone with the Souths, halves, um, as he'd said. Um, sorry, it was the obvious choice as soon as the Panthers' halves uh, were ruled out. Well, uh, that was debatable, wasn't it? And had they... Had they kicked the goal or Tommy Trevojevic's break up the middle, come to a try, and that was a big play. You talk about clutch moments. Clutch wow. moments when you're, you're 2018 uh, up and you and all of a sudden Tommy Trevojevic says, you know what, I, I haven't had the best of gains in relation to my the stamp of on the game, but I'm, I'm going to enter the game right now. And he did. He sliced straight up through the middle. And when you saw Tedesco loom up on the outside, you said, here, here it is. It's a great effort from New South Wales to fight back from where – where they were, and and for Carlin Ponga to have the presence of mind and the risk, it's a risky play. It, it was his only play. Yeah, it was his a, only chance. So it, it was an amazing it down, play. Yeah. It was an amazing play. The seventy second minute when Queensland were able to withstand three or four sets of six defensively on their line, uh, that's where they pretty much won the game. I thought. Well, we're, we're into the if onlys now, and uh, we want you to chime in on our text zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Our text number there. Uh, should they have kicked for t- for goal with 90 seconds to go as as uh, Latrell Mitchell did, or kicked for touch and had a full set of six on Queensland? Hindsight says yes, they should have. Um, was that the best option at two points? Yeah, down? I think it was. Oh, I think it was because one, I think if if he has ten of those kicks, Latrell. Nine of them, he makes the distance. Yeah, I don't know what he hit it straight, didn't he? But I don't know what. Well, we I was there. shocked that it didn't go. Like we were there calling the game badge, and we were watching it on the big screen. We we're watching the angle that they had from right behind the goalpost. And when he struck it, he struck it beautifully. And I thought, he's got this. And then all of a sudden, our our caller Mark Braybrook said it's going to fall short. He was watching it live on yes on. side on. So um, I thought it was the right decision. I thought if they would have kicked out and gone for one set of six. New, Queensland were in the frame of mind defensively. The mentality they had where they, were, they kept absorbing a lot of pressure and knocking New South back, Wales back time and time again, I thought they were in the right frame of mind men, uh, mm. defensively to be able to withstand them again. So, yeah, I thought taking the kick was was the right option. The next question, Badge, we were trying to find the answer to, if it would have gone to Golden Point in a dead rubber, not quite sure. No, still haven't investigated yeah. that. Um, we better, yeah. I don't, who do we talk to about that? Haven't heard. Um, would it have just been a draw, therefore 2-0 to New South Wales? Um, or would they have gone t- to get a deciding result without needing to? So, mm. um, All in all, though, outstanding performance uh, from both sides, uh, especially um, games one and two for New South Wales, and they, they fully deserve that maybe bittersweet tr- trophy presentation at the end to receive, receive the trophy. But given that all three games were away from New South Wales, all in Queensland – it was a a good performance. Can I say also, I thought the the Ben Ben Hunt second try, which came from the break from Kalen Ponga, inside of Xavier Coates, Xavier Coates passes it back to Kalen Ponga. I thought the referee got that wrong. I thought it was a knock on. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did at the time. I've since seen the replay and uh, benefit of the doubt to Queensland. What? <laughs> so hasn't been too much of a blow up about. About that, has he? Um, actually, Freddie was asked about the rest because some were saying Jared Sutton blew too many six agains, and I don't know what the alternative is. If players are getting are slowing stuff down or, or offside or jumping the gun, he has to do something. Um, but that that Coates to Ponga pass was a 
Yeah, maybe a little bit dodgy, but uh, this is this is Freddie on the refs. I think I think a few things went their way, and I thought they took advantage of it. I thought they were pretty good. There's a few decisions I thought were pretty dodgy, weren't happy with. But at the end of the day, the game was there's big periods there where the game was in play. So I'm pretty sure everyone was pretty fatigued out there. But yeah, I thought they were the better side. I thought the Ponga one on the right hand side before the try. I thought that was a knock on. I thought before the goal kick, Latrell got pushed in the back and led to their goal kick. I thought they were, yeah, I saw thought that. They were pretty. I haven't seen the replay, but when I first saw the, the knock-on down the side, I thought that was an obvious call. So, but anyway, like I said, we still had three sets on their line, which we're more disappointed about that we couldn't score. Um, yeah, look, it was. sometimes you don't get the rub of the green, and that could be argued. I thought the best side won, but that's just uh, that's just me. You might think differently. Zero, four, what is it? Double seven, seven three six seven three six. Oh, suspected AC injury. We've found out with Val Holmes. It looked pretty bad, didn't it? Mm. Just before half time, and didn't look as though he'd come back. Fortunately for the Maroons, they had an outside back on the bench in Brimson, and uh, that worked out. He was all outstanding right. when when they gave the ball to to Tommy Trebojevic and he tried to take him on the outside. Just the sheer speed of AJ Brimson. When they looked like they had the overlap, of course, if he's speed, he got across and. And snapped his ankles from him on a couple of a couple of occasions. Nick from Newcastle on the text line says, "Boys, Mitch Moses is not cut it. Cannot cut it in the Origin Arena, regardless of Freddie's favouritism. He didn't do much in attack. He also gone missing in big games for Parramatta. Reynolds would have made a huge difference last night. Mm, probably. Well, maybe yeah. we don't know. Uh, I got a text here from some anonymous. Entire match was planned to be a Queensland win." <laughs> It's funny oh, that stuff's been tossed up at me before. People honestly believe that that's they do that that do that intentionally. Tell those players that are out there busting their gut that they planned for well, that badge, to happen. How it did. We all know that in the history of Origin, three nil whitewashes for some reason are few and far between. Mm. For some reason, they're well, really hard to win three nil. Well, I played in two in a row in eighty eight and eighty nine, and after that, they sent every one of us a letter to make sure that never happened again because mm. it wasn't good for ratings. Please. Fair call, Bert. Spare me. Uh, what else going on? Um, well, well, that. what about Paul Green? Sats, there's been some speculation about his future. Um, well, it's taken some pressure off him. You know that. Um, and at least he got the opportunity to uh, to bathe in the glory of winning that third game. And and as every Queensland fan will say, you're only as good as your last game. And um, But they'll conduct a pretty thorough review. Well, I'd like to hope the QRL will conduct a very thorough review in, in not only the last game and, and only think of the last game, but think of the entire the entire program mm. leading into Origin, the selection process, um, and the stuff ups with selections and what happened during the uh, the the first two games as well and leading into the third game. How do those things happen? How, how would Joy Arrow have felt watching that? Oh. Ronaldo Mulatalo, who was in and he's out and he'll never play for Queensland. Um, we're pretty sure. So, yep, all, uh, well, I all hope, I hope questions jo- for the uh, As I've said to you, Badge, I, I love Joy and I've known him for a long, long time, Joy. I hope he was hurting and I'm sure yep, he was. He was. It would have been. Yeah. Uh, before the break, time for the LGAS weather forecast for tomorrow night's doubleheader at Seabus on the Gold Coast. Call LGAS. One three one one six one. Where's our weatherman? I'm Can here. I? Did I get it right last night, do you, boys? Do you think Woogie... Do you think Woogie purposely puts in different little segments where he can actually give his his input? I, yeah. I, before the show, I said, now, "Am I doing the weather?" He said, "No, yeah. you don't do the weather. Mm. This is his segment." After I got the after I predicted rain at ten o'clock last night during Origin, did it not happen? 
It did. It did. And yeah. did you thank me on the air during Amazing. your call? Amazing. No. no. You're right actually on. further from our thoughts. Uh, Gary Woolgabri with the weather. <laughs> That'll do. Could be a wet track tomorrow night, boys. At Sea Bus for the double header. A shower or two for Friday. 19 degrees at kickoff in the first game. That's the uh, the Titans and the Eels. So right, they, that'll they do. Have, hey, um, get eighty dollars in LPG account. Get eighty dollars in an LPG account credits. Uh, call Elgas one three one one six one after the break. Kevy Walters, Broncos coach, will join us. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Sports Day. Badge and sats here and, uh, yeah, everything being wrapped up from last night and getting ready for another big round of the NRL. Uh, and uh, Kevy Walters joins us, the Broncos coach, Fresh off a last start win. How you going, Kevy? Yeah. Uh, going really good, thanks, guys. Yeah, we've had a, a bit of a reset from the bye two weeks ago into into Origin 2. And then, um, yeah, we had the bye last week as well. So mm. we're pretty fresh and, and ready to go. Bit of a spring in the step. Um, you know, getting that win, getting your Tony Staggs back. And, yeah, things are sort of yeah. starting to uh, look, um, you know, look a lot better at Red Hill. A little bit better, Badge. Yeah, certainly Katani is a big inclusion for us. Uh, he's obviously missed the whole season to date, and you know, he, just his presence. Uh, he's one of those players, like the good, the really good players, uh, they lift those around them as well and bring a lot of confidence to, to the group. Well, I know that was a case from the from the coaching staff, and certainly uh, his performance. You know, he's only on the field for fifty. That was a plan with him. Um, and again, this week, um, you know, you get limited minutes, but we'll get, just get him out there and get him rolling will be a, a big bonus for the Broncos. Yeah, he will. And, and some news out of uh, the club today that Jake Turpin has re-signed for a, uh, another until the end of next year. You knew about that, Kevy, didn't you? They're yeah. including you in all that, aren't they? Yeah, that's yeah, that's all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jake, um, he's been re- really solid for us this year. You know, in the hooking role, um, and again, it's good to have him on board for another 12 months. You know, he's tidies up a lot of work, a lot of that tough work around the middle of the field, and he gets through it every week. He's not a real big fella. He's only probably 83, 84 kilos, but he plays well above his weight, and he's very popular amongst the players as well. So it's great to have his signature, you know, for another 12 months. Kevy, uh, you just mentioned having that win against the Sharks and having the week off. Was it was it good to have the week out, a weekend off, or in a perfect world would have you've liked to kept playing and just try and continue? continue that momentum or was it good just to sit back and, yeah, and look well, at what I happened? Guess, yeah, I guess that we'll know the, a better answer to that, you know, Sunday night after we play the Tigers. But, you know, we, we did create some momentum, um, you know, uh, against Cronulla. And I, I thought Cronulla played really well themselves mm. and they showed their class, you know, last week by uh, getting another victory. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things, I guess, when, when, you, when you win, you want to keep going. But well, they've been a bit few and far between the wins this year. So we like to try and keep the momentum rolling if we can and that'll be the case for us you know on Sunday against the Tigers now it's also good as a coach Kevy to be able to play plays in their favoured positions or and you know, I, I suppose I'm alluding to Jermaine Asako so effective on the wing and although he does a great job at fullback yeah. probably more suited to the wing but allowed you to unleash Tessie New in that game against the Sharks and it was outstanding is that his future position do you think the fullback position uh, Tessie certainly, yeah, for the time being. Um, you know, he's improved each week in his, in his role there. He came through the junior ranks as a fullback, so it's not a position that is new to him as such. But obviously, in the NRL, you get really exposed in, in all areas, and fullback 
in in today's game. It, it always has been for that matter, but even more so today. It's a you know it's a real focal point for for teams both in defence you know and attack. And I'm sure that Gary Belcher would agree with me there. Um, the fullback role now is so important in teams, and you see those. Uh, you know, top three or four teams, their fullbacks are are the best in in the game. So yeah, it's no coincidence for mine. What do you mean now? Yeah. Gee. Bad hey? Kevin, Bad you were well, you were I mean, Raiders fullback. Back, you were Raiders yeah, fullback back in the day, yeah. Kevy, in a few games there. Outstanding said, at the back. I certainly was. I filled in for your badge. I, I made one of my great, what I thought was one of my greatest ever tackles as a fullback or in any position, down at Seaford Oval one day against the Bulldogs. Unfortunately, yeah, against them, you're out, and you're out injured, getting uh, some treatment on that little finger of yours or something. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I made uh, this terrific tackle, and, the, and the, the Bulldogs crowd got up and started clapping. I was like, geez, I must have been a great tackle. And anyway, I tackled Terry Lamb, but it was over the try line. So <laughs> <laughs> you and Ivan Hanjack would have got lost in the long grass at Seaford, wouldn't you? Yeah, it was that long. <laughs> we would have done, yeah, yeah. But it's a it's a tough position to play, badge, isn't it? Particularly with the pressure on fullbacks today. So they've got to have a lot of lot of things going in their kit bag. You know, with organising defence and then running the a lot of the attack as well, catching the high balls. All sorts of things that, that come into their um, artillery. So, yeah. yeah, he's doing a good job for us, though, Tessie. It's good, because I think some of those young blokes, you can overburden them at times, and they, they, the expectation is that they're going to do everything. But I, I reckon if you're free to let them just, like someone like him, just just play the way he normally plays, he's going to do a, yeah. a great job for you, Kev. Now, how are you going, mate? What a bloody tough start to the year. I know you sound a bit better now, but I've, I've seen you a few times on the box, and... It, you've, you've been really battling yeah. with it. Did you expect it was going to be as 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 hard in the in the furnace of coaching the NRL and your side not going well? Uh, yeah, look, I knew it was always going to be difficult. I thought we, we could have scraped a couple more wins, you know, by now. A couple of games come to mind was that one up in North Queensland. Uh, even the even the Penrith game, we had that one sort of level with five minutes to go, and then Cleary and, uh, jumped into gear. So there's been a couple that uh, are more wins. I thought we we could have. Uh, manufactured as such, but uh, yeah, they hasn't to be. But yeah, look, I'm, it's a tough gig. There's no doubt about that coaching. But uh, you know, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to get myself into this position. So yeah, I'm really enjoying all the challenges that it brings, and I'm looking forward more so now than ever to you know the next uh, seven games or eight games that we have to finish the season. I, I believe we can finish the season on a on a real high, which will um, whet our appetite again for season 2022. Yeah, do you have you have someone there mentoring you, Kevy, or someone you can you can unload on that can help you through all this? You know, just to make sure. That yeah, you know... I got I got a little I got a dog that uh, he's copped a bit of a hiding this year. The poor old uh, poor old Benji. No, <laughs> we got good support around. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Good support around this badge. Um, you know, and you need that as a coach. Yeah. Uh, certainly. And the Broncos, since Dave Donahue and uh, has come into the building, he's been uh, he's been there a few months now. He's been a great. Um, resource for me to you know to bounce things off and it's a great support as well and uh, we've got uh, Ben Eichen uh, in there now as the general manager of football and Benny's been great for for us as well just taking off you know I felt uh, in that opening 15 rounds I was just getting dragged everywhere because of the turmoil within inside the club and I uh, couldn't really just focus on the coaching side of things which is actually what I'm paid to do it might sound silly for your listeners but uh, you know we were just sort of getting dragged everywhere but now it's a lot more settled with our roles and I'm Getting into the coaching much more, which is yeah, something that I've, you know that's that's what I'm good at. Kevy, when you well, allegedly, <laughs> Kevy, when you first year of, of head coaching and you're bringing your assistants Johnny Cartwright, Terry Madison, you you know a lot about the guys. You spent a lot of time with them over the years. You've been maced together with uh, Johnny Cartwright in 1990. But um, <laughs> yeah. 
in your first year, is it hard to delegate? Is it, is it, or is it easy for you as a as a coach to delegate to your assistant coaches? Yeah, no, yeah, I, that's the reason why we've got the two experienced guys in with Matto and Cardi. They've both coached at the highest level. They've been assistant coaches, and of course, they've all played at the highest level and both won premierships, so they know what success looks like. And you know, um, and I guess more than anything else, uh, people have really strong character, which is something that I support, you know, really heavily. So, yeah, they've been great for me and t- taking a lot of the heat off as such uh, with, with their with their character and the way that they like to coach. So, yeah, we, we've got a good mix in there. And Kurt Richards is the other guy that uh, is in our coaching mix. Um, he's been at the Broncos for a few years now, and he's um, he's the organizer of, of the of the the older guys as such. And he's doing a great job too. So we've got a good little combination going. And, you know, as I say, we want to finish the season off you know, really strongly. We've got some, uh, with, with COVID now, we've got most of our games will be up here in Queensland, either at Suncorp or down at, down at the Titans or up at Sunshine Coast Stadium. So that's a, that's a big advantage for yeah. us, I see. Now, it's great when you've got players that come up with individual efforts and you can use that as, as motivation for those little extra efforts. And Payne Haas, as a, as a young man, the things that he's doing for a big man and the amount of work that he does, yeah. but the effort at full-time versus Sharks, chasing the breakaway player, diffusing the info, infield kick right on full-time, was that highlighted in the video yeah. session after that? Yeah, it certainly was. I actually made mention of it after the game. It's just one of those those things that you just see in, in certain players, and they continue to do them, don't they, the great ones? They continue to show up uh, unexpectedly. Uh, that was certainly the case for, for Payne. If you look uh, at the clip properly, he's actually organising the fullback on his run back, you know, to save uh, the play. So, yeah, he's, he's been great for us, Payne. And, um, you know, there's some talk around last week about him possibly signing, you know, a 10-year um, extension at the club, which, you know, is something that I'm sure the club will look at um, with open eyes uh, because he's been one of our shining lights this mm. year. And it's great to see him. I know I'm not a New South Wales fan by any stretch, but it was good to see him get a little victory there with the Origin Series. I could see that the um, maturity that he brought back from the, from being in that New South Wales side and the energy and, and the drive and the commitment to excellence that he brought back from those camps was, was really good for the Broncos. So, you know, that's uh, that's been the bonus for us with, with Payne being involved in the New South Wales side this year. He's come back really confident um, and playing some great footy as well, which is what it's all about. Well, those origin blokes back up, um, Payne Haas, uh, Xavier Coach and, and, and Tom Flegler, who was on debut last night. They will it there at the Broncos, Badge. Out you go, Tamp. Out you go, Ripping again. Of course they will, Badge. Yeah. We need our best players on the field, mate. So, you know, I remember uh, we talk about this and what resting players and the like, but, you know, they all want to play. Um, Payne only, I'm saying only, Payne played about 39 minutes last night. Flegler about, I think he's about 16 or 17 minutes. So, and Xavier, well, wingers, they just back up all the time, don't they? You know? <laughs> oh, it's just a holiday out there. Does, um, is, oh, he got belted the poor bugger. He, well, he, he had a pretty rough night. He day. runs a bit upright, Kenny. Uh, Just tell him he's got to got to give a bit of a dip when yeah, he runs. He's got to lower his body height. He does. Yeah. Tavita Pangai Junior, mate. Mm. What's he doing? Is he on the move? What's going on? We keep hearing he's going to be. Any yeah, minute well, now he's going to be snapped up by someone else. Well, um, at the moment we're a bit unsure on that badge, but obviously he's he's unavailable to play for us for the next two weeks anyway because of his suspension. He got a three week suspension for that. Uh, tackle that he did. So yeah, um, there, there is some some stuff happening behind the scenes. But I try and you know stay away from that now. That's that's for our recruitment officer and, and Dave and Ben Iken to to worry about. Um, you know my job is to is to coach the team. And right now, um, Tavita is unavailable for selection for the next two weeks anyway. So 
we've got to get on with life without him for, in the short term. And, and for the long term, I'm not really sure, mate, what's happening there in that space. Now, your opponent, West Tigers, are one of many New South Wales teams that have had to move, Kevy to, uh, to southeast Queensland and, and isolate. Do you think it's going to help or hinder their initial preparations, these Sydney teams? Yeah, well, that's that's to be seen. I mean, the storm we saw last year with their move yeah. up to Twin Waters, um, it galvanised them and steeled them up. So um, I guess each team and each club will handle things differently. And, and it is a critical part of the season as well, isn't it, coming into uh, the last eight rounds or nine rounds. So um, a lot of these teams will be looking to, you know, improve themselves on the ladder. And there's a real, I mean, obviously the top five or six teams are, you know, they've clearly defined themselves that the real, there's a real battle for that uh, position seven and eight uh, amongst a lot of clubs. So, yeah, the next month of footy is going to be, you know, very exciting, I think, from, from every regard, from all those teams scrambling to get into the eight, and those scrambling like ourselves to get off the bottom of the ladder. And those, mm. of course, at the top may, wanting to maintain their their stay uh, in a healthy place as well. Yeah, it does. It gets exciting to run home after State of Origin. Kevin, you've been involved as a player many times now as a coach. So uh, all the best, mate, for the uh, the last couple of months of the NRL season. Yep. Uh, great talking to you on Sports Day. Yeah, nice. We can get back on the line with you guys. We can get a win. We're back on air. That's the way to do it, fellas. Yeah, well, you won't talk to us. Winners anyway, you, would, you brush us after a loss. It's been a while since we've spoken to you. <laughs> hey, Badge, what about, uh, what, about, on, what about that old footage we were watching not long ago? It was Kevy and Ivan Henjak just wreaking havoc. Oh, they were great, mate. Yeah. When, when uh, Mel was out, I was out. There was a few pallies out, and they were just, what are they called? Yeah. The Mighty Midgets or something. <laughs> Champions. Yeah. Yeah, I played a lot in the centre in those days. Yeah, you as did well. too. That yeah, surprised a lot of people. Good play. I picked up a, I think it was a double or a hat trick at Leichhardt Oval. Um, the great Peter, the late great Peter Jackson, put me over a couple of splendid tries through that period. So oh. yeah, it was a lot of fun down at the Raiders. The good old days. The good old days. Good on you, Kev. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Righto, this is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. Rightio, welcome back to the show. Hey, a couple of texts before we get into uh, the news headlines. Sato, one now, boys, if only Queensland stayed on side, uh, that was the only way they could win. Good luck to them. Executed their game plan and got away with it. Axel, oh, no, that's yeah, the yeah. only reason. I think both sides were pushing the rules a bit. That's why they yeah, kept they getting were. the six against. Yeah, they were. Oh, I did notice that Queensland, um, when they're on about the halfway, and a number of times they were getting off the defensive line really early when – uh, Jared Sutton was looking to his right, for example, on the left. Benny Hunt and those sort of players were getting up really, really early and um, and getting into the face of of the the New South Wales players. So yeah, it was, it was an each way bet. I mm. thought um, Sporty Gav says uh, he actually sounds like he's a little bit a little articulate here. Sporty Gav, yeah, Sporty Gav. he always uh, high When the Blues got back to twenty to eighteen, their forwards were taking all the hit ups. That's what the forwards do, Sporty Gav. Uh, instead of giving the outside backs the ball, it frustrated me. Fanukin, pass the ball, mate. <laughs> he must have been yelling at the telly. He got well. S- they did. Dalfanukin got smashed. Well, Tedesco was was finding space in the middle, and then of course Travoyevich went through before that knockdown. Well, it's what from worked. Bonga, for the, so, it's what worked, hasn't it? In the yes, first two games. Yeah, make the space up in the middle. But um, yeah, I can see where he got himself a bit frustrated. Got, uh, Troy from Leeton says that I thought taking Damien Cook off the field. Was the wrong move. Now, Appy Coruscant come on and scored a try, mm. um, which is an important try. I tend to agree with Troy. I thought that uh, Damien Cook and the speed that he was getting out of dummy half was really threatening Queensland. When they took him off, I thought they lost that. Yeah, I thought they lo- lost mm. a lot of that through the middle. Appy Radio. plays a completely different sort of game. Yep. 
Kip and Cummings, 0477-736-736. Love your, your text. Now, if you're a Tyler, Beaumont's got over 110 stores and the best range of RLA glues, grouts, and waterproofing, and you can win $25,000 worth if you just jump onto iCanWin.com.au. Sports Day News Headlines for Polaris, Australia's number one off-road vehicle brand. Hey, Woogie, is there any royal news tonight? Nah, not much going no on. No cage mate. fight between Harry and Prince William? No, not no? yet. Okay. No. Everyone's been behaving. Uh, COVID news. Well, New South Wales has reported 65 new local coronavirus cases. And although the New South Wales Premier believes this number could be higher tomorrow as people are still moving around. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and Victoria will enter a five-day statewide lockdown in response to the growing coronavirus outbreak in Melbourne. Concerning. Concerning. Yes. And Queensland, what's Queensland happened there? Oh, extended five, the mask five wearing. Cases, five cases, yeah. And the mask for an extra, which is good if you're ugly. Yeah. Oh, mm. I love the mask wearing. Again, like I said earlier on, you don't realise how bad your breath is. I know. when you, mm, It's yeah. horrible. I, I, I'm glad you I wear your mask over there. I to smell oh, your breath. Oh, oh, oh. Take that mask yeah. off while you're in here. And I get range of confidence can. for the price <laughs> of a quad. Visit your local Polaris dealer today. Tips. tips. Yeah. Starting. Was, I told you there's no intro for the tips. Round oh, 18. It's round 18. Oh. And, of course, we've got the double headers. Uh, one at um, Suncorp Stadium on Sunday. Another which kicks off round 18 tomorrow night, which is a 6 p.m. game. The first game, the, high, the is every home game, game for Titans versus. Including last night, is every game just going to be at Seabus for the rest of the year? Yes. Well, they've got five games in five days. Last night, two tomorrow, first one Saturday. That's four in a row. I do think. That, they, they, the, what do they call the bloke that does the ground? The curator? Curator. Oh, filthy. I he do think it. that they will take some games to Gladstone, Mackay, mm. uh, Toowoomba. Yep. What? Yeah, I think they'll take some games there to take some pressure off some of the fields, mm. I think. Right, Titans and Eels. I'm on the Eels. I'm on the Eels. Titans. Titans. Why Titans, Boogie? Oh, I just like their colours better than I just no. I actually yeah, think they. I reckon they've regrouped well after the bye, and they and and what evidence has given you that they've regrouped? Oh, their win when they came back, their impressive win yep. when they came back. So yeah, and their um logo. What's he called? Their their you know the eel. No, that's the, how my wife does it. Could yeah. a titan defeat an eel? Well, yeah. Titan, yeah. Well, beats a titan could. It's got a it's got a sword okay. and a, uh, and seagulls, David Fafita's back, fresh too. Yeah, it's true. Seagulls and dragons. I think we're all going to be on the seagulls there, are we? Dragons yes. missing a few. They got eight of the dopey dozen playing. You love calling them that. Well, that's your term. So I'm sorry to yeah, steal. Yeah, I passed it, it on to you. That's <laughs> all right. Saturday, uh, Raiders and Sharks, and I'm I'm on the Raiders. You here. can't I'm, catch up with Ricky, can you? No, you can't. No, they're all in um, in their you know all segregated in their bubble. That's probably a good thing. Like if they have a win, you're going to have a beer with Ricky. It's probably a good thing. If that they you can't. lose, I like to have a beer with them too, but can't do that. Mm. Who are you on, Sats? I'm on. This is a really difficult one. I I thought the Raiders, even though they beat the Seagulls without three of their best players, I just you got to have any win you can to galvanise yourself as a group. What and are you saying? So I'm going to say the Raiders. Yeah. Sharks. I reckon we're all underestimating them. Good on you. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cowboys and Roosters, the second game on Saturday. And uh, Joseph that's up, up in town. the rest of the year? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And they like that, that's another player they're missing. They have good depth. Um, Val Holmes out. It's really starting to show. I think with Val Holmes out, for me, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go for the Roosters. Tell you what, who I thought was very good for the Blues off the bench was Angus Crichton. Strong, wasn't he? Isn't he a good player? Yeah. Horrible uh, ponytail, though. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys. 
Is that why? Because you yep. don't like ponies? I don't, like, I don't like his We're man, both but... on the Roosters. Yeah. Uh, so the experts are on the Roosters. Woogie's on the oh, Cowboys. That's and on score, the man. late gate. Well, you and I are even, actually. Because you. you throw darts at it. And uh, Saturday night, Storm and Knights. Actually, I've got to say, last year I came last, so don't listen to me too much. <laughs> Storm. I'm shocking at this. Storm. Storm. Mm. And the three games on Sunday um, are first up, uh, one fifty starting at Suncorp Stadium. Actually, that Storm Knights game, it's probably we don't know where it's moved to. Announced. Probably Sunshine yeah. Coast. Thinking we're expecting. Coast, so yeah. they're they've arrived in Brisbane or on the way to Brisbane, and they'll advise where it's being played. Mm. Righto, Warriors and Panthers first up game on Sunday. Panthers, Panthers, Panthers. Still and no Panthers. Cleary and Luai. Are we all on the Broncos on the four o'clocker yeah. against the Tigers? Uh, on. Yeah, toss of the coin. We're going to take the Broncos. That's in case Madge is listening. You're saying that. And the late game, <laughs> Rabbitohs and Bulldogs at Seabass. All and on the Rabbitohs. doggies. Oh, sorry. Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs on that one. Rightio. That's our tips for round 18. And man, we're on the run home. I mean, it's two months to go. But uh, post-origin, it all starts to uh, to heat up, as we were just talking about with Kevy Walters. This is Sports Day of the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. After the break, uh, we'll get to some more of your texts. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with badge and sats. For Kia, the Kia Sorento. Drive car of the year. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Certainly is. And uh, let's hope we've got this man on a good day at the moment. Uh, Richmond not going well in the AFL. Yeah. He's sucking every single day. I've got to hear about it. He's got to wear a face mask again for another week, which, Chris, on the upside, you look a lot better, mates. Uh, how are things? Yes, yeah, probably. How are I was things? going to say I'm probably just probably probably doing a lot of people a favour with me getting around with a face mask on, Jase. Absolutely, them, making them feel a lot more at ease. Absolutely. Now, mates, uh, big weekend of racing coming up, and you've got some tips. Yes, big weekend of racing. Of course, Eagle Farm, the Gold Coast Fields are now out for Saturday as well as are Toowoomba on Saturday night, and the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. So, all those fields you can get hold of those at the Racing Queensland website. Now, let's see if we can find a winner for Saturday. Now, for those punters out there who like to take their multis, their all-ups, etc., the lock bet does look to be race two, number two at Eagle Farm, and that's shooting for gold. He did the right thing for us first up. You'll remember, Jace, after a bit of uh, a bit of stress in the straight when Bailey Nodif couldn't mm. get a run, but when he did get the run, the horse picked up really quickly and raced away, and this is certainly no harder, but you'll have to take a shortish price there. Uh, race five, number seven, Lethal Warning is one of Tony Gollum's that impressed on debut. Now, she goes from 14 out to 1,800 metres. She's by Lucas Cranick, who ran uh, placing in a Melbourne Cup, so the extra distance won't worry her. And race six, number five, each way, London Banker. A uh, new one to the Kelly, a new addition to the Kelly Sweeter stable. Had two starts locally, formerly from New Zealand. I think gets up to a suitable trip and is worth an each way bet. So race five, number seven, race six, number five at odds. And the good thing, race two, number two, shooting for gold. Righty, eight. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week at Durban and the Gold Coast and the Sunny Coast. Thanks, Chris. By the way, Jase, there is an omen tip with the Olympics coming up, shooting for gold. How good's that? Yeah, well, we backed that not long ago, didn't we? And it won. We did. Yes, yeah. we did. Good luck. All right, mate. Thanks for that. Thanks.
Nice chat, lads. Nice little love in there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, isn't there? You guys know He's been giving Woogie a lot of good tips lately. That's why he loves Absolutely. Isn't it funny when we say, Chris oh, Nielsen. do you want us to do the interview with Chris Nielsen as well? He goes, no, no, I've got it, guys. No. I've got it. It's all right. I've got it. As he it's gets all his me. form guide he said, it's all me. out of his back pocket. I just want to have a break from you two for once. Now, uh... Got some text. Oh, before that, uh, ex uh, ex Sharkies coach John Morris has got himself a new gig. Yeah, so. assistant coach uh, to Jason Demetro at South Sydney uh, as Very of good. next year. Do you know much about John Morris as a coach? I've just known. I've spoken to players that have been coached by him, and they really enjoy his coaching. They like how he has got a lot of time for his players, um, and many believe that this is probably the step backwards that he needs to then become a really good coach again. Mm. Jason Demetro is going to be a fine coach. He's a tremendous man manager. He's got a, a great relationship with his players, and he's just a he's just an all round good guy. And he's been learning from one of the best in the business for Absolutely. a few years, hasn't he? Under yeah. Wayne Bennett, so he'll be good. John Morris, I think. Um, mm. I, I don't know what the entire coaching team's going to look like, but it'll be interesting whether Jason Demetrio is going to have one of the you know maybe an experienced coach around him as well, or yep. whether Wayne just continues to play that mentor role no, from no. a distance. Oh, from a distance, yeah. yeah. He's moving back to yeah. To Brisbane, of course. Uh, now, the um, Rugby League World Cup uh, is supposed to be going ahead October, November, and the organisers, this is in England, it's supposed to happen, they've sent a video to all the NRL clubs ensuring uh, the players and everyone involved that it's going to go ahead, um, which is almost surprising given the situation in um, you know with, with COVID and whatever mm. over there. But South boss Blake Solly, um, he's got another idea. He, he reckons they should move it to New Zealand. Yeah, Badge, I don't know whether you can remember, you and I were speaking about this um, a couple of months ago, and I actually thought that that might have been a case of moving it to Australia and England, but there's been so much money invested in this by uh, International Rugby League and, and and hosting it in England with, I think there's 21 venues that it's played across. Yeah. So, so much money has been injected into it that they couldn't see how they could take the game to Australia and New Zealand or share it amongst both countries or just have it based in, in New Zealand. And... The English game getting any benefit out of it, any revenue out of it, you know, we'll take it now and we'll give it back to you the next time. It's mm. not going to work with them financially. So it is important for vaccinations won't be, um, it'll, it'll be by decision only. We're hearing at the moment. Well, they've said they know they, you know, they know it's a big commitment for any players to come over, and that, um, of course, when you come back to Australia, you've got to quarantine for two weeks. So mm. that's a that's a big commitment, but um, I think there's still be a lot of players that will. Won't want to miss World Cup. Why would you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, there are some reports that Australia's one nation that allegedly hasn't signed the document that about participating. And they want to see what's happening, um, what the mm. latest results are going to be in relation to COVID. Um, and then next question is, should they still go ahead without Australia? Yes. All right. Quick text before we get to the break. Apart from missing the Penrith trio, or, there's only two of them, I think, wasn't it? And, and our, our Knights, Daniel Saifidi, was a huge loss. This is from... Katrina, um, on a positive three cheers for Daniel Andrews, rather play Melbourne in Queensland, feeling quietly confident now. There you go. They, they did miss the Penrith duo, of course. And Daniel Saifidi, yes, absolutely, around the middle of the ruck there. Uh, lots of big metres he gets. Thanks for your text. Keep them coming, 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year.
listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.